Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crosstown Rivals. My name is JP, and I am once again accompanied by my good friend, Anthony. Anthony, how are we doing today? We're doing great on this snow day. Yep, we're out of school today. This is why we're coming at you with a midweek pod. Um, expected, you know, 10 more inches of snow about, I think, AB. Hopefully. Um, hopefully, and then we'll be out of school tomorrow again, but... In bigger news, we haven't had a we haven't filmed an episode in about a month. Actually, it'll be a month tomorrow. Um, so it's good to be back. Uh, we apologize for the brief hiatus, but um, we're back on track and we're ready to talk some um sports in the state of Michigan. Um, there's been a lot going on. Um, Michigan, Michigan State basketball, and of course a head coaching carousel at um Michigan football. Um, so we'll get into all of that, but. We're going to start our first talking about Michigan State basketball. Um, mm-hmm. Currently sitting um, first 17 big, and four. Yeah, 17 and four, I believe. Uh, first in the conference, um, tied with Purdue. And who is it? Who are they tied? No, Purdue. Purdue's, Purdue's in actually second place, I believe. Are they, who are they tied? I, I, I think it's Wisconsin and um, Illinois. It is. It, it, it's, a, it's a three-way tie for that first place spot. In the Both league. teams are playing tonight, by the way, Wisconsin and Illinois. So yeah, that should be that should be a there. great matchup. See, see who will join Michigan State as the joint uh, number one team in the in the conference. But um, we've talked about this before. Ab Michigan State has surprised a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, with their season so far, started unranked to where they are now, sitting I think at thirteenth in the country, I believe. Yeah. Um. Coming off of a very close win against the Maryland Terrapins away from home, but let's go jump to what happened before that. Um, absolutely knocked the doors off. Um, a struggling Michigan team at home. Um, in a rivalry game. Um, if you just take me with your thoughts on this Michigan State team so far. Um, in this last month, how uh, and how you how you expect them to fare heading into March? Um. There's been some there's been some bad moments like the Northwestern game was not good. Obviously, Illinois without their two best players is not good. Um, they, you know, they go on the road, they blow Wisconsin. It's like they've had good moments, but there's been a couple bad ones. But for for a team that's already they're unranked, you have to be pretty happy. Um I I still think the X factor of this team being really, really good is Marcus Bingham's play. With, um, with where we stand at center, Julius Marble, I'm not really too big of a fan of him. You know, he's okay, but I, I just defensively, especially, I get I get really worried with him. Um, and obviously, Sissoko is still really raw, so Bingham's really key. From a standpoint of a go-to guy, I think we're starting to realize that might be Malik Hall, which would be interesting to see how that fares through the rest of the year. And one more thing, got to get Gabe Brown going. It's been six games where he's kind of been, you know, hovering around, missing a lot of shots. I believe he's eight for 32 the last six games from three. I noticed Not that. Good at all. I noticed that against Michigan, you know, he didn't really – the first half he went scoreless and, you know. He was, he was solid in the second half, but, like, he seems like he's pressing a little bit and he's just, like, like, like mentally, mentally he's a little bit off right now. So getting him right is going to be crucial if you want any chance to compete in the conference. But you're sitting at eight and two. Pretty good shot right now. Um, what, what, what I always say, what I love about Michigan State is that they, that they're very, very deep. So if a guy has a bad game, they can overcome it. Last night, seemingly AJ Hogarth was terrible, but you get good play from Walker 
in Bingham and Hall, and it ultimately gets you the narrow win. So we'll see with Michigan State. They're a pretty solid basketball team. I don't know. I don't know their ceiling yet because they're they they are they are a little inconsistent. But you have to be, you have to be pleased to start this year. You know, I can't really, you know, you can't really say it's been bad for Michigan this day. You know, you're sitting in a good spot heading into March. You still have off whole month of February to play. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is with this Michigan State team, um, what, a good sign is that they, the, that Maryland performance yesterday was not good. But, you know, you still pulled out the win. Good good teams win even when they don't win. Win when they're not, when they're having a bad game, not really supposed to win. Though. Exactly. Which is what this Michigan State team has done multiple times. Um, but, I, I AB knows this. We've talked about it before. Um, I personally am not high on this Michigan State team. You know, AB's. I'm gonna say this. I don't think they have one guy who can go get you a bucket at any time. You know, I. That's, AB, that's what, and I think that's that's why I touched on. It. I think Malik Hall might be the guy for that. AB AB is AB usually would counter that with you know Israel had multiple teams you know. Yeah, without a guy, but you know they're they're a good they're a good defensive squad. You know they can falter at times, but you know for you know I'll say ninety percent of the time they're they're very solid defensively. Um, how how did Max Christie do last night, Ab? Do you know? He had seven points. Like, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. But the thing with Christie, which I wish the staff adjusts a little bit here, they keep putting him on the other team's best offensive player, which I feel like kind of wears him down offensively a little bit by the time he the time he gets down the floor. Some of his shots are a little short, long, like it, which is usually a sign of being tired. So I, if I were to make an adjustment, I'd play Aikens a little more, have Aikens guarding the other team's best player because Aikens is a pretty good defender in my eyes and get Max Christie going more offensively because the team needs more of the offensive threat than Max Christie playing defense as of today. But like I said, I still, I think I, even if you get Max Christie more involved offensively, I think Malik Hall is still your best go get a basket guy. I mean, I, I personally just, I don't know. I, I just cannot envision this Michigan state team making a run when it comes to when it comes to March. I, I if if I had to bet money on it right now, I'm saying they're leaving in the sweet 16. Um which is you know not a bad trip, but I mean with it's Tom Izzo, you know, all things considered he's expected to be, you know, a final four team with what he's accomplished so far as Michigan State head coach. That's what a national championship that's the that's the goal. So exactly. every, every year every year if you come up short of that it's another year where you know, getting closer to that to, re- that to retirement stage. So, I mean, Izzo, Izzo's coming, to, he's in the last stages of his Michigan, as a, of his coaching career. Um, I, I, I see he has about five, six, maybe like a, a little less than five, six years left. I, I think, I think it's got, he's got a good amount of time. Like, he's going to give it some swings. Like, I don't think it's going to be two, he three is. years. I don't, I think, guy. I think he's going to, I don't, I don't buy the two or three years. Like, I don't see him winding down that quickly. I mean, you never, you never know, know, but I, I don't know. This he's, he's landing. He's already landing a lot of guys for twenty three. So like, I, I don't know. I, I think he's really he's really going to take some good swings here. I don't think it's going to be two or three years. He's going to give up. This this Michigan State team is not his last best chance. Like he's he's going to have a better chance than this Michigan State team in my opinion. oh a lot better of a chance. I I, I could say a couple of years will probably have a better shot. Thing with this team is like 
that backup center spot is even even more so than like not having like an extreme like definite go-to guy like I'm more concerned about that backup center spot for sure I mean you know Michigan State they they usually have their issues but you know this year I I I know AB's high on them I know AB thinks they can you know make a final four and you know I wouldn't be surprised with the right bracket they could do it. But. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing. Like, like you you look at the team and say, "Wow, they're not that great." And yeah, they're not that great in terms of like Michigan State teams that Izzo's had. But from a standpoint of this year in college basketball, like Auburn's number one, they've been pretty good. Um, I mean Baylor's been streaky. Um, Gonzaga's beatable. Um, Duke has shown a lot of flaws. Kansas has shown flaws. Purdue has shown flaws. There's not really been like a insurmountable team by any means. So like that that's why like, like if they if they let's say had Purdue as the one seed in their region, like they could get out of that region. If they had um Kansas as the one seed in their region, they can get out of that region. Like so it, it, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And if they're playing their best basketball, they could. I'm not saying they will. I think they'll make like an elite eight type of run, but it's so hard to say in in February because we're nowhere near the brackets coming out or it really matters like how you're playing in that big 10 tournament week, you know, towards the end of the year. So we'll see. It's hard, really hard to grasp right now because they've been inconsistent. They've been inconsistent when they play really good basketball. They're a top 10 team. They They do play. They do play down to competition. That is an issue that they've been trying to work. Yes. That, that they have been, in certain situations, they have played down a little bit the competition, but like when they when they're up for a game like they were against Michigan, they, they play very good. And it's kind of and I pull a parallel to Purdue. Purdue seemingly, like you saw against Indiana and Rutgers, plays a little down the competition, which is a bad thing. But yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how they look. We'll see how they look. I can see a lot of things happening for this Michigan State team, and I can see a lot of ha- things happening for a lot of teams. We thought Illinois was going to make a serious run last year, and they ended up losing to Loyola Chicago in the round of 32s because they weren't playing their best basketball. Yeah. They played their best basketball the week prior. They didn't play well that day. Exactly. You know, anything can happen in March. You, you can, one day you can be – Illinois was looked unbeatable in the Big Ten tournament. They looked like surefire the team. Didn't end up happening. Exactly. You know, stuff happens. Um, mm-hmm. Namely, 2015 MSU. Tom Izzo has had his upsets. Coach K, you know – He's had his upsets. All the legendary coaches. Have, it, it does happen, but it's um, so hard. Especially right now, February, it's beyond hard to grasp. We we haven't really played like we haven't played Illinois twice yet. We haven't played Purdue. Haven't played Ohio State. Like, still a lot, a lot more basketball and things to see with this team, and we'll see how it all ultimately goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there on MSU, and we're going to move over to the Michigan Wolverines, who, to say the least, have had a disappointing season in terms of how it's gone. Um, a lot of a lot of downs. Um, you know, they, they, there's been some upside, but for the most part, it's it's been a really, really horrible season for the Wolverines. Um, you know, it, expectations were through the roof to begin the season, and um, those have faltered. It's, you know it's gone from are they going to be a one seed to are they going to even make the tournament? And as things are sitting right now, it's not looking too likely that the Wolverines are going to be dancing in March, um, which would be, which would be uh, horrible for the program as a whole. 
um, from going off a Big Ten championship to missing the tournament. Um, you know, you know, we just came off a win against Nebraska last night. Um, we really we, we they they're the worst team in the Big Ten. They are beyond horrible. Um, and we we just let them come into our house, and you know, they gave us a run for our money. Mm-hmm. And you know, one thing I noticed was that um, Hunter Dickinson, th- this kid is. It has been underrated throughout the throughout this whole season. You know, when he is not on the floor, that Michigan basketball team doesn't look like they should even be power five. It is that bad. You know, we were down at halftime by about six points, I believe. Hunter Dickinson comes in and we go on an instant, I think it was 22 to four run. We take a 10-point lead. I mean, Hunter, Hunter Dickinson just we run through him, you know. If he is not on the floor, if he's in foul trouble, we are doomed. Um, I mean, it, it's real. I don't know. I don't really know what to say about it. Like this team is just, you know, defensively, you know, it's dysfunctional. I mean, there's no wing play at all. Like you lose Isaiah Livers and Franz Wagner. Uh, Franz Wagner, by the way, who is um, having a really good rookie year in the NBA. He is going to be participating in the Rising Stars match, but um, you know. When you lose those two guys, it's hard to replace them. But you have Caleb Houston coming in, who's supposedly a top ten recruit in the country, who, <laughs> and who also turned out to be massive. Supposedly, huh? I mean, he's he might be the most overrated recruit like in recent memory. Like he's been he's been beyond horrible. When when he's not shooting the ball at a high clip, the guy provides nothing at all. Like think about it. Like. Mm. That's that's something he did. He did reclass. So I caught him a little bit of slack there, but like, yeah, I mean, know. when he is not, when he is not um shooting the ball at a high level, I mean, he is really providing nothing to the team. Um, he's an okay defender, but you know, he's still he's still not the best. Like, there's not one spot where he on the court. You know, I I'm like, oh wow, what a player. I mean, point guard play. Um, Devontae Jones has picked it up. You know. He looked like the beginning of the season, he was like not going to fit in ever, but you know, he had 18 last night, I believe. And he, he, he's picking it up, but it's still not high quality point guard play. Um, and as we all know, I think the point guard position is probably the most important on the basketball court. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you look at Michigan's schedule to come, you're playing away, you're playing away at Purdue, um, arguably a top three team in the country. Um I, I think you can book it as a loss the, with the way Michigan's playing. You know, you're away at Penn State. You know, every single game on Mich- remaining on Michigan's schedule is losable. Um, we did res- uh, reschedule the Michigan State game that was uh, that was canceled, uh, postponed, I should say, um, in January. It's going to be now on March 1st, um, less than a month from today. So um, Thanks to Michigan, we're playing on a Tuesday night on school. Okay, B. Okay. Okay, B. Okay. You're going to, you have anything else to complain about? Oh, man. Just, wow. They can't do anything right, can they? (laughs) AB with the continuous Michigan slander, every single, everything that comes out of his mouth. But, um, I'm just trying to count up the games that we have left. It's about, I think, 12 games, 11 games. You have 11 Big Ten games left, yeah, because you've got MSU's schedule. 
yeah, I mean, it is. It, I mean, you still have to play Illinois, Wisconsin, OSU twice, Purdue. Now, those are games that can get you into the tournament, I will say. Like, like they Michigan are. State I, won, a, won a lot of those games at the end of last year and it got them into the tournament. But, like, it can also knock you out quickly. Put yourself in my shoes because you were in my shoes last year. Be honest here. Did you think there was any way back for the Michigan State Spartans at this stage of the season? Well, see, the thing is with Miss. Michigan when you look when you looked at your schedule, what uh, last year you had it was, it was Ohio State and Michigan. Did you see there was any way back? I I thought it was possible. Tom Izzo being a large part of it, though. I felt especially with those two, the Ohio State Illinois game, they were both at home back to back. So I knew if we if we caught fire on one game, we could the next night come out and play very good and possibly go win two huge games that put us squarely on the bubble after that. But from Michigan's standpoint, man, it's it's really hard. Because, like, Aaron Henry was playing, what, like 30, 35 minutes a game last year. Like, he did not sit. And that was a huge part to the success. Hunter Dickinson, can, can he play 30 or 35 minutes? Uh, I don't know. I mean um, – uh, it, it, this Michigan team, it's gonna it's gonna be very difficult. Like Michigan is a lot like this. This for Michigan State, I believe, happened like middle of February when they had that run. We're at the start of February, but Michigan has a lot of ranked games here. I have played a lot of that. Can either be, that can either be the downfall or the opposite. Well, like, no, like more, more than Michigan State because I believe Michigan State kind of played a lot of their ranked teams in. In January and December, so like you, you by by the time you hit February, like you had Illinois and Ohio State and Michigan, that was it. Michigan has a lot more, which which can really really bolster you into the tournament or really really knock you out. Like it's just so hard to say. If I were a Michigan fan, I wouldn't be too confident. Now, J- Juwan Howard has not been exposed to a situation like this, and with the wing and guard play, like there just isn't enough. I fear. I, I I also I also agree with AB because like even if Hunter Dickinson plays well, like how many minutes are going to get from Hunter Dickinson? Like you need I mean, him to play. And one a thing lot. We, un- we under one thing we underlook is Moose Diabate. How good he's going to be key. How listen, but how good he is, but also how often he's in foul trouble. It is yes. like I've Jared watching, Jackson had the same problem as a freshman. I no, I've been watching Michigan basketball for a very long time now, since you know. Since you know, since I was young, I don't think I've ever seen a player struggle as much with fouls as Musa Diabate. This kid will be—it'll be like 15 minutes left in the first half, and he's already has two fouls. He has to sit. He'll come in with five minutes left in the first half, get another foul. He has three going into the second half, gets a quick foul in the second half, and then he's playing with four fouls with 12 minutes to go. And he fouls out, and then we're without our best player, one of our best players. It's, it's, yeah. it's something that you got. We got to work on. He's still a freshman. He's still young, but I, I you know, it's it's kind of too late to be pampering this kind of stuff. I think by now it should be. You don't see this problem with Max Christie. I mean, you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking on Michigan's freshmen, I don't know how this has happened, but Caleb Houston has made the. Um, Julius Irving Award top ten midseason list, wow. which, is, which is the small forward of the year award. I don't know how that's happened. Top ten, top ten. I don't know how bad the small forwards are in college basketball this year, but uh, obviously not too good. Um, due to the Oof. fact that Caleb Houston is, um, Jesus. Um, he's had like two good games the whole year. All right, he, he's uh, 
He was on that good three-game stretch before the MSU game. The MSU game, I think he was scoreless in the first half. He was playing. I, I thought he had to have 15-plus for us to win that game, and obviously he didn't, and we end up losing. I, he just he comes off as soft. I don't know. I, I think he's a good player. I, I think he offers – I mean, like, he, coming out of high school, he's a top three-point shooter in the country. You know, he, he's a solid defender, but he hasn't showed any of that this year. He's shown flashes of what he could do against Indiana um, – you know, but against he's North also North in a North. bad situation. Like I could say, last year for Michigan State, a lot of guys didn't look good due to the lack of point guard play. And despite Devontae Jones playing a little better, Devontae Jones is not that good at setting guys up. Same with Frankie Collins. So like it's like they're Michigan does not string the ball, move the ball around well, which he had at Montford. I agree. Um, and, you know, even it gets worse for Michigan, you know, Zeb Jackson transferring out of the program, a former top 100 recruit. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always loved Zeb, Zeb Jackson. You know, he's he's a good kid. But, you know, I, I always thought coming out of high school, he's a bit overrated. You know, that Mom Bird squad was arguably the best high school team in history, you know, with Cade Cunningham and other other guys, you know. He, yeah. he wasn't even starting on Montverde, but um, you know, top one hundred in the country. He he had a he he didn't get much playing time last year, and he did get playing time. He didn't really show much. You know, this year he was injured at start of the year. He was dealing with like you know a bit of a sickness, and then you know came yeah. back, came back. You know, took some mental health time, and now he's you know I I I predicted it. I I AB can confirm that I predicted he would be transferring out of the program. Yeah. He now has um it's just getting worse for Michigan. Um I personally if, if I had to put something money on it right now, I don't think we're going to be making the tournament. You know, you look down the stretch. I don't want to be that kind of guy, but unless you win the big Ohio team, State, like was it Ohio State twice, Purdue twice, Michigan have, State, yeah, Illinois. You have Ohio State twice, Purdue twice, and you have you know, call me crazy. I think Wisconsin. I think we steal that one against Michigan State at home. I really do. Um, and I think it's gonna be you know like a back and forth kind of game. You know, kind of like last year, Michigan State won, um, at home. Uh, you know, Michigan was leveled above. You know, no Eli Brooks obviously, which was a big advantage for Michigan State, but they still pulled off the win in dream, in you know, in um, upset fashion. You know, I, I I'm taking the unpopular pick for Michigan to win, but like we'll we'll dig deeper into that. It depends how both teams are going into that game. AB's gonna disagree. I fear I fear Michigan would probably be already out of the tournament in that situation by March first. So I don't. But, know. Okay, that's I I believe that's our sec. It's like third to last game of the season. I mean, well, so you play after MSU. Listen, listen to this stretch. I want to listen to this. February twenty seventh at home to Illinois, which we can win that game. You know, but. I feel you like can. The, the, the thing with Illinois has been a weird team this year. Like I feel they like have. if they're, they if they're healthy, if they're healthy, they're very, very good. But they just have not been healthy this year. No, like when Illinois is on, they are like a solid top fifteen team in the country. Like, they, should they, are, they should have beaten Purdue on MLK. I mean, I mean, AB when they when Illinois is on their game, they are good. But yeah. they haven't like you know they competed with a Michigan team without Hunter Dickinson for like. For thirty for uh thirty minutes, I mean, it, it obviously got away in the last ten minutes of the second half, but um you know Jace Howard and Jaron Falls were playing valuable minutes in that game in Illinois. They won by fifteen, but that game was a lot closer than the scoreboard indicated. Um you know, but continue. I'm, I'm gonna keep continuing here. Um you know you have Illinois February twenty seventh, then you have Michigan State March first. Mm. Iowa at home March third, mm. and then, um, 
at Ohio State March 6th. That is four games within the span of ten, nine days, I believe. Um, that is that's that, it's a rough stretch. It's not like you're playing Nebraska, Minnesota, um, Northwestern. You're playing, you know, some top teams in the mm-hmm. Big Ten. You know, you know, I I think we go at best, at very best, two and two in that stretch. But if I had to predict right now, we're going one and three or zero oh and four. Um, but you know, you never know what can happen. But I'm just trying to be a I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm being optimistic as possible here. Like I'm really, I'm really, I'm really trying to, really trying to, like, you know, keep, you know, be optimistic. It's really hard to count wins when you're getting blown out in every single loss, and you just barely beat Nebraska. That's all I'm gonna say. Like it's just, man. You you know, there's like been ups and downs. You barely beat Nebraska, but then you know, last like uh, almost a week and a half ago, you go on the road and beat uh, a decent IU team by 18. You dismantle them at home at, in Assembly Hall, and then but mm. you come home and then you play Nebraska close. You know, you get blown out by MSU. You 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 know, you win by two against Northwestern at home. Um, but I I in, statistically. Um, Michigan is one of the worst second half teams in the country. It is yeah. ridiculously bad. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but I know we are in the minus, like minus, I don't even know what it is, minus something in second half scoring margin. I, it, it is horrific. Like Michigan in terms of second half, like thing with this Michigan team is like you're up when we are up 10, no, no lead is safe. No lead is safe. Like, you can be up 20. I, I, I'm, not, I'm being so serious. Like, you can be up 20, and you blink, and then they're only up five. Like, it is literally insane. Like, this team does not have any, you know, once they're up, they're like, okay, we can, like, you know, calm down now. Like, no. Like, this team, like, there's a lot wrong with it. Um, I obviously don't think that they are going to um, – Make the tournament. I mean, I, I I hope to God they do. It's humiliating to miss the tournament, like you know, AB has said before. But um, uh, if they miss it, you know, you you got to look ahead. You know, recruiting everything. It's, you know, it's it's not a good look for the program. Um, Juwan Howard has some work to do, and like AB said, Juwan Howard hasn't been in the situation before. You know, twenty nineteen that team was not good. Um, we. They had they had the resume building win with Gonzaga early, so like they had, you know exactly. You know we had resume building wins. You know we could have. I think we would have. What's what's Michigan's resume building win this year? We don't have one. That's that we. we Indiana, I guess Indiana's the best win. It is. Outside of that, there's nothing else. There really isn't. And there's a lot of bad losses. Yeah, it's, you know, I think we we might squeeze in, um. Do if we if we can string together some wins, we we might squeeze in, if we can you know, get a uh you know get a. It's couple important. Of- we, you have you can't look too far ahead though. Like you need to start winning games like right now. You need to beat Purdue right now, like not the one on Saturday. I'm saying like the one at home. That, that's kind of like one. That's like one of those must win games. That it is, you know, and I and I surprisingly think it can happen. But at the same time, we can get absolutely blown out. Like there's no telling with this Michigan team. It's so hard to know. Like, one day they're on their game hitting their shots and they're playing good defense. The other game, they're just, they look helpless. They can't hit a shot. Yeah. You know, the MSU game, you know that game could have been a lot closer, right, AB? Like, yeah, look, it was, I think MSU had a four-point lead going into the second half, you know. 
Michigan straight away was like 0 of 7 from the field, and MSU pulled away. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of MSU. I will say MSU really clamped down the second half, but they you did. had the feeling from the get go, Michigan State was gonna. I I did as well. I, at the beginning of the second half, when MSU scored that quick bucket, you know, I was like, you know, it's probably over by now. And you know, AD was the big momentum play in that game. It's a one point game heading into half, and then Walker hits that three over Dickinson, extends to four. That's the half. They miss a lay. Michigan misses a layup. Oh yeah. Dickinson misses a layup at the rim, so it stays at four. You start second half, Michigan State has the ball, scores, six-point lead. Yeah. Then it becomes an eight-point lead. Then it starts ballooning, and there's no resistance. The thing with Michigan has been blown out so many times where I I fear if it get, if a game, like, starts, like, shifting in the other team's direction, there's just there's not going to be resistance. Like, there was a resistance last night because it's Nebraska. But, like, if we're, if we're being honest, like, if, if they get down by six to eight points against Purdue, like, that game's going to get ugly probably. Yeah, I mean, Michigan, you know, at coming going to Mackey this Saturday. <laughs> I, it's a bad time to go to Mackey because I think they might lose tonight too. I mean, in Minnesota. Y- Something we have to wait and see. But. You don't know. I mean, I I I'm I'm gonna say obviously Purdue is gonna pick up that W, but you know, there, there's always a way back. Um, if we, you know, it depends how we fare going into the big, I think you need to win one or two games in the Big Ten tournament, and, you know, it depends where you are, because you possibly need to win the whole dang thing, the Big Ten tournament, if you want to squeeze in. Um, and you're going to need some help from the committee. Well, if you win the whole, if you win the whole thing, you're automatically, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you win the, if you win the Big Ten tournament, you're in, but what are the odds this Michigan team is winning the Big Ten tournament? Yeah, is Michigan going to win it? What what what's Michigan in the Big Ten right now? What what we're sitting at seventh, I believe, five and four. Seventh. So if you if you lose this Saturday, where are you? If we lose, okay. So I'm looking at it right now. So we are sitting one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh. If we lose this Saturday, you know we're 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 above Rutgers right now. We're sitting above okay. Rutgers in Iowa. If we lose this Saturday, we're five hundred. It depends how Rutgers does. We'll fall to we'll fall to seven or eight. You know, I think Rutgers their next game. Rutgers just lost by one point they to play Northwestern. Us. They just lost in overtime to Northwestern last night, and they play yeah. Michigan State Saturday, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, trap game, trap game for Michigan State again. It is, just it's at really Rutgers, weird. I believe. At Rutgers, Rutgers. It could be heartbroken, but they could also be desperate for another win because they're, you know, around that bubble. I mean – you you don't know you don't know what happens with it. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really interesting month for the Wolverines. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I, I've said it like three times this pod that they are not gonna get in, but I'm gonna just keep my hopes up and say they will squeeze in at a. <laughs> I'm gonna say they ab shut your mouth, you freaking loser. Man, I, I just man, I, I was there last year, so I could feel a little bad, but this is too funny. I'm not. It is. Lie. It is. It, I you know I. I'm I'm allowing AB to go talk all his trash here because he remembers last year what I did to him. You know he's 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 getting me back now. You know last year I was texting this kid every day making fun of him, so he deserves it. He's he's allowed. Yeah, the, the, no, the feeling the feeling every morning when your team just like not in the tournament field, it's like God, can't be much worse. Very true. I, I'm gonna say we squeeze in at a 16 seed, upsetting number one seed Duke in the first round, leaving Coach K to go retire. With millions of dollars in his pocket. Oh, yeah, I'm not even that crazy on Duke. I'm not gonna lie. I was more high on them at the beginning of the year. They're oh, not really? even good. You don't, you're not high on Duke, are you? Not right now. No, I, they've they've been getting by recently. They barely be Clemson at home. Yeah, they have. I I noticed that as well. 
Um, this year is so weird though. I remember this year how- college basketball's been extremely weird. Like I think I think Auburn's legit. I think they're really good. When what what's that? What's that? But they, they're very da- Auburn's a very dangerous team because they can if what? they they play a very erratic style of basketball which can backfire in the tournament. This guy Wendell Green is something. He does. He takes some insane shots and like like they they rely heavily on Jabari. They take a lot of crazy shots. Like they scored hundred points yesterday. Like straight out. I don't of the know. Street. Street I don't know if Auburn. They're very, very good though. They're my number one team. I was high. I remember when we were on um the Bradman Breakdown Pod, and we were talking about the top ten teams. Auburn was like nine or ten on his list, and I was like, should be higher. I mean, and I kid you not, know, I, I I saw it coming. I mean, <laughs> not to be that guy. Saw it coming. I mean, this guy, these guys are like they're fan- he, This guy's fantastic. This Auburn team is fun to watch as well. You know, Jabari Smith. We're forgetting about him. I mean, that atmosphere, though, but why do I think Bruce Pearl is going to choke it away? He's been there before, though. Well, cheating, it always happens to cheaters. It always happens to cheaters. Bruce Pearl, Bruce Pearl blatantly cheats. Like, he's one of the most filthy cheaters in the sport. So, like, it's not – I wouldn't be surprised if it comes back and bites. Because it always bites the cheaters. It always bites them. Even when Louisville won it against Michigan, it, it, bit, it bit them. I mean, you know, uh, he – Bruce Pearl has been there, you know, with that – that um Chuma Okiki team, you know, I you know, I was rooting for that Auburn Auburn team so hard. I really Auburn, yeah. I you know, obviously it's Michigan's my my team in college sports, but Auburn is hard to hate. Like I am Auburn's probably yeah, my- I I don't like how Pearl cheats, but their fan like their the energy at their games is insane. Like you think it's the last game that they're playing against the top ten team or something every single time. I mean, I, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Auburn's my Second favorite college team, even like you know, I'm not like I don't have like a second favorite college team. I'm like I bleed blue, but mm-hmm. obviously you know I I I've always been a fan of Auburn, you know, and I I you know how they you know stick up to Alabama because Alabama's the bully there, and they just yeah. did they just picked up by like a nine. So that so that shows you a little bit of a Michigan State fan. What do you mean by that? So like you stick up for the team that gets bullied a little bit. I mean Michigan State kind of get like that's what you always talk about. Like was it seventy one and thirty five that we always preach? So it seems like you're you're an underdog it'd be, person. It'd be kind of say something real quick. Hmm. When you speak words, like I think I just <laughs> I lose brain cells by the minute. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, Ab. Oh so maybe, wow! So here's the thing. And the podcast is taking a turn, ladies and gentlemen. It's taking a drastic turn. <laughs> AB thinks he's sick at Madden. It's okay. He's four and he's he's four and seven against me. It's okay though. Four. I've lost you one time with Kirk Cousins. Who, by the way, that, that, that's a perfect transition into oh, a topic Lord. we have to hit on. Oh Lord. We we oh. said before the pod we're hitting on this. Okay, so I know Captain I, Kirk's gonna be getting a new coach. Uh, I know this is a Michigan Michigan State pod, and we're about to talk about Jim Harbaugh, but. Texas, to Michigan. This is like a this is like a late this is like a mid college football bomb. It's completely unrelated. I probably shouldn't even be shouldn't be bringing it up, but Texas A and M just got another five star uh, defensive lineman. Um, oh really? Yeah, they just did. Uh, Shamar Stewart. Has Harold Perkins decided where he's going? I have no clue, but I I just I just that was probably that Trevante Citizen commitment was shocking this morning. Ab Will Fong Will Fong missed. Maybe I, I I really don't want you to bring up anything else. Like so, please stop talking. <laughs> but you know, yeah, the Texas and M. If they don't, if they're not a top ten team next, if they're not a top ten team next year, it is sad. Um, but 
Let's move on to Michigan football, ladies and gentlemen. We're not talking about Michigan State football. We're competitors only, yes. If you were a real Michigan fan, you would know that that's mainly a basketball phrase. A-B. <laughs> the team, the team, the team. Here he goes. Here he goes, always throwing shade. Just, just the beginning. It's just the beginning. I think he would. I think he meant just the beginning of hell. Who meant that? that? Who meant that? Who meant that? Ab. Jim. Jim. Did we hear his post game comments? Just the beginning. I think he meant the beginning of hell for Michigan's athletics. Let's talk Pretty about bad. Jim Harbaugh. Let's talk about Jim Harbaugh. Um, you know. This, this guy is most likely leaving the Michigan program. I'd put it at about a 97% chance. Um, unless these reports are extremely false, he's gone. Um, he's uh, I think he's in Minnesota right now as we speak. And the indication is he's there to accept the job. Not interview, he's there to accept the job. Um, should be announced by the end of today or tomorrow. But... Um, we're we're assuming that Jim Harbaugh is gone. Close sources to the Michigan program are saying that the guy is gone. Um, so we're gonna assume that, okay, Anthony? Yes. Yeah, um. Yes. Ab, let's look at this Michigan football program, because mm. if Harbaugh leaves now, it's not good. Very bad. It's very Fourth bad. Time. Um, Ab knows this. You guys might not. I personally am not a Jim Harbaugh fan. If he were to leave back in December, let's say, I would be like, okay, thanks, Jim. You you know, I'd be okay with that. But he's leaving in February. Um, yeah. I mean, you're getting you're getting into spring ball a little bit. You are. I mean, winter workouts have already started up a, a week or two ago. Um. Uh, National Signing Day. Uh, it's, it's it's a horrible time to be leaving. Um, yeah. And you're, Most and you're coaches leaving, are settled in. And, and you're leaving, you're leaving the program with little to no time to find a replacement. I say, at the most, at the most, Michigan has until February fifteenth, which is halfway through the month of February. And even that is, I, I give them a good week or so. Honestly, yeah, you can take it a lot. I mean, like. You could take like a week. I think Michigan State took like a week with Dan Tony. Like you could take like a week. I mean, we're gonna break it down here a little bit, AB. So let's look at some candidates. Mm-hmm. I want to limit it a couple off the list. And they're not good, by the way. The candidates. I hate to say it. None of them really wows me. Like that. that I agree. Higher. I agree. Um, I like. I I saw Mel Tucker, and then I kind of looked into his tracker and said, "Yeah, it's pretty solid higher." But like. Typically, if you're making a hire at this time, is options aren't great. They aren't. I mean, Unless you're somehow good. able to lure somebody away, but it's much easier to lure somebody away in December, like a Lincoln Riley or Brian Kelly, than February. Okay. No, no coach wants to leave right now. Well, let's break it down a little bit, though. Maybe. Okay, so we have... I'm going to eliminate a couple options off the list, okay? Luke Fickle. The guy's not leaving Cincinnati, okay? Will not happen. He's locked in on his job there. He's happy with 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 what is happening. Are they going to be moving to the Big Twelve? Are they? Yes. Yeah. When when is that? Twenty twenty four, twenty five. No, next year. Is it actually? I'm. I believe it's next year. So they will be in the Big Twelve. Wow. 
they could win that conference, you know. Yeah, they're they're in good place. They're in good place, and they, and they made the playoff. Like they're recruiting well enough now. Yeah, I mean, okay, they 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 they're you know they're emerging on the national stage, kind of a little bit. Okay, Lane Kiffin, he's not leaving the South. Will not happen. Okay, now let's look at some things that could happen. All right, mm-hmm. Aranda, current Baylor head coach. Ooh, that's that's really sticky. I'm not gonna lie. Listen, okay, every candidate I'm going to name right now is not a top tier candidate. There is not one guy who's iPod. I know. I'm saying I really like Aranda. I think he's a hell of a coach, but I think he's pretty locked in in Baylor. They just had a hell think, of a year there. So. And the thing with the thing with Baylor too is you had the Texas recruiting pipeline. So like, but what is Baylor? Okay. When you come to Michigan, Baylor can Baylor can win the Big Twelve every year once Oklahoma and Texas leaves. That's going to be their conference, probably. I mean, against the Texas pipeline, I mean, we we Michigan State lost the recruit that they were going after from Texas to Baylor. Like Texas, when you're in that state, you get a lot of pipeline guys, and because Texas, Texas, you know, the Texas Longhorns is not they aren't good right now. I mean, he's a former defensive coordinator at LSU, Wisconsin. You know. He's very good. Aranda is a very good coach. If Michigan hit Aranda, I would be terrified. That is, that guy. That guy. You think so? Are you Are you serious? You think if Michigan gets, I think I think he's an all business guy. I think he's the seriousness this program lacks. Um, he can he he fill he he fixed that void issue with um McDonald. I truly think I truly he he's an offensive kind of coach. He's a former defensive coordinator at top tier programs. I think he gets an OC if he. Keeps, even if he keeps Gaddis there, I think that'd be good. You know, that's a great hire. That's an upgrade from Harbaugh, in my opinion. But I just don't see him leaving Baylor. I think it could happen. You could do it if you really throw a blank check at the guy. You could you could do it? Oh, man! In, fe- in February, like they just signed a nice, like a solid class too, and they just won eleven and two on the Sugar Bowl. You never know. I mean, that that okay. that's that would be that would be the home run hire. I, I mean, you somehow pulled that. Okay, now let's move on with links to Baylor. Matt Rule, who Dave Aranda replaced. That's more realistic. I think out of... But he's not as good as Dave Aranda, I don't think. Rule has had two miserable seasons with the Panthers in the NFL. But when he was at Baylor, he went 10-2. and two, And some will argue he left Baylor too early. Um, he did. I think he if did. Michigan were to hire from outside, it'd be Rule. I, I agree. So. I think I think, it, it, I think it's just going to be too hard to land Aranda. Now, if you if you went after him in December, it'd be more possible. But just, I think it's too late for that now. I agree. It, it's going to be hard. Um, rule. Nah, he rule. left. He left at the worst time, Jim. Like this yeah. is the worst scenario. I mean, our twenty twenty three recruiting class is going to be affected by this. I mean, it it's. It's not- and I was telling JP, like, you can go the interim route, but do you know how hard it is for Gaddis to sit there and recruit kids? Yeah, let's talk when about he's not when he's not the coach. Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, like, let's talk about that. Um, so rule, let's wrap on, on Matt Rule. Matt Rule, um, it's been reported he's already interested in the job if Michigan comes to him. And I think if Michigan seriously pursues, they will get Matt Rule as yeah. the head coach. But let's move on to Josh Gaddis. Um the question is, uh, it's already it's already uh, 
it's already fact. Michigan is taking a very serious look at Josh Gaddis, their current offensive coordinator. If they were to hire within, I think that would be the hire. I think yeah. you'd then move Mike. Well, Hart. he'd be the interim. I don't think they would give him. The you, head you don't coach. think they? You don't think they'd give him a, a deal to be head coach? You don't think so? No, no. You have to at least prove it as an interim, and that that'd be the most war manual thing to do, though. I would say. Ward Manuel is a horrible offensive coordinator, and he needs a treadmill and a cupcake and, and a salad, not a cupcake. I mean, off, he, the dude said offensive coordinator. I think he meant coach, but not not coach. Athletic director Ward Manuel. Ward Manuel has more chins than Jim Harbaugh makes per year. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oof. The the guy the guy's a horrible um uh athletic director. But let's see that that no that is scary now. Now JP has seen Bill Beekman, the former Michigan State AD, and I was terrified that he had any say in the decision to bring in Mel Tucker. I didn't. You, it, you look at the guy and you have you lose faith. Warren Manuel, I would be terrified of that guy making a hire for my program. Terrified. You have to hope Jim Harbaugh helps out in getting a new guy or I honestly Woodson, I Howard. Know, somebody has to step in there and like. Help them along with this hire. I mean, we're, people are kind of debating this. Ab, do you personally think Jim Harbaugh had a say in the new hire? Is is going to have a new say in the in the new in the new coach? Why do I feel like he left kind of bitterly? That's why. I, that's okay. I've heard both sides. Yeah, of the, see I mean, now, I think I think he's happy that he delivered one of Big Ten title beat OSU, but at the same time, like they cut his salary last year. The fan base was hating him until this year. Like, it was it was an ugly six years. I think he's leaving due to the fact that he thinks this is all he can accomplish, and I believe yes. that's and, and I can't I cannot blame him one bit, and I don't think anyone can blame him one bit. I I've said multiple times, it is easier to win a Super Bowl than win a national title at Michigan. It just is. It is. We, uh, we can talk all we can talk all we want. Jim Harbaugh went to the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick. And when you're in the co- when you're a coach in the NFL, you don't have to worry about recruiting. You draft players. You don't have to worry about all like the other little things like the NIL and the strength conditioning. Like these are men. men and the Vikings are a good squad. Think about it. Kirk Cousins. But outside of like obviously Kirk Cousins isn't great, but you have Jeff, like you said, Jefferson, Phelan, Cook. You can't really blame them. You you had you hit it you hit it a little bit in the draft. There's no reason why they can't win 10, 11 games. They won like eight this year. I think I think he's a better NFL coach than he is a college. Coach. I've I've always thought that myself. I just I think being a college coach, like having again having to get down on your hands and knees to get a 17 year old kid to come play for you, it's it's really annoying. I'm not gonna lie. Like yearly having to do that. And then you see how easy it is for Kirby Smart and Nick Saban to just get the top talent because they're a Southern school. Can't blame him. I mean, he saw this year the gap between Michigan and Georgia, and this was a very good Michigan team, was large. Like it was so big. Oh, it's unreal. Um, at least when you get to the NFL, you know, you can make a couple plays in the draft, like A B said. And I- you don't have to recruit kids. Like that's that's annoying. You like, can't here's the NIL. I I I don't blame Jim Harbaugh in at, at all. But here's my one critique: Why are you leaving now? Why are you leaving us high and dry? You could have at least done it a month ago. Oh yeah, 
What? Now, I don't think he wanted to do this now, but he's going on the NFL timeline because the yeah. NFL ends their it's season not his fault. later. I, it, it really isn't. I, 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 when did they fire Zimmer? I think um, less than a month ago. See, like, that, like, you can't, and, can you blame him? And, and listen, was there a year, was there a year uh, that he, I think this is his last chance to go to the NFL, too. I think. I agree. His stock is so high right now because of what Michigan he did goes, this if year. Michigan goes, okay, Michigan has a very easy schedule next year. I think with Jim Harbaugh winning anything less than 11 games or 10 games. Well, I say 11 games. It's sad. Michigan has a very easy schedule in football. I will say that we're playing the worst team in college football, UConn, in our non-con. Like, it's, it's, it's very easy. But you, um, you don't have the Wisconsin crossover. We don't, know, And thank the Lord Jesus because Michigan usually has some of the hardest schedules in college football. And it's great that for one year, one year, MSU has a harder schedule. You know, God forbid. But, you know. Yeah, MSU MSU's been doing work in that portal though. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy right now. AB, shut your mouth. This is about Michigan, okay? <laughs> oh man, this I it has to be about Michigan because hockey teams under investigation, basketball team is about to miss the tournament, and the football team is losing the head coach in the middle of February. Of course, AB has to bring up the hockey team under investigation. So it's pretty pretty rough times in the athletic department. The A two is JPS. As JP usually says. You know what? Hire JP Addo as point uh, as not uh, as a head coach of. <laughs> you know, you know what I find so funny. People actually think Tom Brady after oh my years god in NFL, you know when his wife off. wants him to spend time with the family would go to oh would go god. to coach a college football team. It's unreal. It's so bad. It, that, it that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Why would like the reason why he retired was to go spend time with his family? Why would he go be a college coach where you barely spend any time with your family? Flash forward ten years, I don't even think Tom Brady is on the Michigan staff. I don't think I think I don't even think Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Tom Brady's done. I mean, the guy's forty four years old. Let him live. What do you, What do you think the guy's gonna do? You think he's gonna be like on a? He's gonna enjoy time with his family. I mean, like, Tony Romo like, in ten years, like one of those guys, an analyst. Maybe, maybe, may I could see that because that's not as demanding like spending time with your family. Wise, like Drew Brees, I've seen like he's running. He's, he's, I mean, Tom Brady has his own brand. Tom Brady does not need to go do anything. He's for He's running his own brand. He has his thing going. Tom Brady. He's chilling. I mean, he's he's won seven rings to go. He's gonna. I mean, he's forty four years old. Like you, you want to? you want him to be like with football till he's seventy years old and doesn't even live a life, like exactly. with his family? Like, come on. His kids are young now. He wants to spend time with them. Can't blame him. Yeah. So I don't understand who thought Tom Brady would take that job. Yeah. I mean, or, I mean come on. I mean, like, if if I'm if I'm Michigan right now, I'm hiring JP Addo as uh, off um, as head coach, uh, bringing Anthony Belady as offensive coordinator. You know. Oh no 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 no! If, if I if I came in as offensive coordinator, I intentionally sell the bag. I, I, I tell J, JJ to fumble just like this here, so we win. Here he goes. He always has to do it, doesn't he? He always has to bring something up. Here he goes. But yeah. This I is mean, bad, bad, bad times for Michigan right now. To be honest with you, I've seen, I've seen and heard every single candidate. The only guy I, I whose name I've heard that I like is Dave Aranda, and I don't think he's leaving Baylor in February. It I just, mean, yeah, I this mean, is not good. Here's the guys that I, I like. I like Rule and Aranda, and that's pretty much the list. 
I don't I mean, like even him. even rule like he had one good year at Baylor. He dipped, and now it's. I mean, not, Nick Saban didn't pan on the NFL, so it's not to say like not panning on the NFL is not the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, I Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell for me is overrated. I I I don't think he'd be a yeah. great hire. Um, no, Aranda would be a stellar hire, but I just doubt you get enough. And he's, yeah, I think he loves Baylor. Like we were talking with Gabe last night. He that guy seems like he loves Baylor. Here's here's the thing. Here here's here's what I would do if I'm Michigan. It's extremely unpopular, but here's what I would do to stay away from another decade of mediocrity. Okay. I would hire Josh Gaddis as an interim. It would be a very mediocre year. Um, maybe hurt recruiting for the classes of 2023 and 2024. It would. It would. But I'm willing to take that and then find a solid replacement a year from now rather than rush a hire in one week. Mm-hmm. And that could set us up for struggle. Disaster. Because the, imagine you sign a coach to like a seven, eight-year deal and you have to buy out. And... Like Matt, Matt – okay, Money isn't an issue with Michigan, okay? That's that's one. Let's no, but I'm saying like the buy, like everything that comes with it. Like if you hire a coach, you can't just move off him after a year if you don't like him. Oh, exactly. It's it's not like college basketball or even the NFL. Like, it, 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 even the, even then, you don't see one year and one and done. I mean, yeah, this is this is very bad. I mean, what? Well, I don't I, I don't know who you go to. I I personally, it's very unpopular. It it really is. But, I wonder what type of list Michigan has right now. Like, if we were to go into the office, like, what's their list of candidates? What's their plan? In my opinion, if I were to go into the office and sneak into Ward Manuel's desk, number one on that list is, let's say it on three. I want to see what you think. Let's say, who do you think number one is on three, okay? Okay. Three, two, one. Gaddis. Josh Gaddis. Yeah, I think it's got. I think it's Gaddis as well. I really do. I, I, I think... Michigan, Michigan, for whatever the reason, whenever they've hired a football coach, it has to be somebody with Michigan ties. It, so, it, like the Michigan man thing is really annoying. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like most, the, the fact man- that that makes it very hard on the search. Like it, like it has to be the Michigan man. If it's not the Michigan man, all hell breaks loose. And oh, he doesn't know what we want here. And he doesn't fit what our, our timeline. I also want a coach that takes the game seriously. Um, yes, and that would be Dave Aranda. I would tell you for sure that he is a legit football coach. Very I mean, good coach. It's it's really hard, but I, I think ultimately, I really do. I think we're going to be hiring Josh Gaddis. And if it's not Gaddis, do you like do you, do you think Ward Manuel has the balls to go to go like take a big ass risk like that? I I would much. I I if I'm Ward Manuel, I don't want. Okay, Brady Hoke was the coach of Michigan for four damn years. What did he do? He sent us back. Okay, sent you back. I mean, if if you are if you're Michigan right now. It's not. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. You're not I wonder if the. Pl- I wonder if the players are looking at as a guy they would Apparently, like. Apparently, the players are not happy with Harbaugh, which is not a shock. I wouldn't be either. It's this not is a, a shitty time to leave. But if I'm a player, like who do I want to be the coach? I wonder. Um. 
They want Jim Harbaugh to be their coach. I know that. These Harbaugh, they love Harbaugh, but I personally am not too high on Jim Harbaugh. I'm happy. No, I'm thinking we're assuming Harbaugh leaves. Who would they want to replace him? I'm happy Harbaugh's leaving, but I'm not happy with the timing. I'll say that. I wouldn't want him to be the coach, by the way. I would not want to be the coach if he doesn't want to be there. Oh, apparently, if you were to walk back into the Michigan facility facility right now, there would be no hard feeling, which is weird to believe, but that's that's the that's the indication. But who would the players want to be the coach? I don't think the players care. I they care, but it's it just like they, they're just gonna go play for a guy, uh, yeah. who it, it, I don't think it really matters to them like it does to the fans. But AB, let me get a final prediction before we close at the pod. Who's gonna be coaching Michigan football in the twenty twenty two season? Josh Gaddis. I'm going to agree with Anthony Belady there. I'm gonna put it at a sixty percent, a sixty six. I think it's like a seventy percent chance that they're that they're going that they're going Gaddis. Yeah, I'm gonna say sixty seven. I'm gonna say sixty seven percent Gaddis, twenty percent Matt Rule, and thirteen percent Dave Aranda. Uh, you know, uh, for Dave Aranda, that, I get a five percent chance. I, I just don't think it's happening. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. But um, if they could pull it off, it'd be a big hire. But Nonetheless, I don't. I think anything less than eight. Well, considering the circumstances, if you go any less than eight and four next year, it's a failure. You gotta be. You gotta be MSU next year. I don't care. I don't care if a deer is the head coach of the football team. You gotta be MSU next year. You cannot lose three in a row to MSU. MSU is gonna be pretty solid next year. They will be. I think MSU is gonna go eight and four next year. That's my early prediction for them. I think Michigan's gonna be, you know, on par. I think they've done a great job in the portal so far. They have. They've improved that running back room, but we'll see what happens. But, you know, we're going to close it out now. Um, It's been a really good episode of the Crosstown Rivals pod. Uh, we talked some college basketball, talked some college football. And like I said, uh, me and Anthony, uh, we apologize for the hiatus that we took, but we are back, ready to keep talking some college sports. March Madness is coming up. The football offseason is, is coming up. And we should have some fun stuff coming up for you guys. Mm-hmm. Anthony, thanks again. Um, yeah, happy to be on. And hopefully we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you again for another episode of Crosstown Rivals.